Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, managing ADHD meds and the healthcare system, a lived experience. Um, uh, We actually have an anonymous guest with us, uh, Margaret, in our show today. I'm particularly excited about this. Uh, There's a lot here. Her lived experience. We're going to talk about ADHD challenges. We're going to problem solve. We're going to try to model uh, what works for people with ADHD and a little bit of coaching in there. Uh, but before we get into all that, we want to be thankful to uh, children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder for bringing this program to you. In celebration of that event, we're anxious to give away free copies, digital copies of Attention Magazine. To get yours, just listen to our show. Several times through the show, we're sharing a secret word. Write that secret word down and listen to another one of our shows um, and listen for that secret word. Write that one down and email me both secret words. The email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When you get that, we'll forward that uh, to, to uh, Chad. They will send you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine and a P- PDF copy of the next Attention Magazine when it's published. So uh, we've got a tip that we want to share with you, Chad, and we'll get into the show. Would you like to help increase knowledge about ADHD treatments by participating in a research study? When you participate in research, society, future generations, and maybe a family member benefit from its findings, bringing new hope for individuals with ADHD. Find a study you may be eligible for at chad.org slash research hyphen studies. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. Okay, everybody. Very, very um, excited about bringing our show to you today. Margaret is a uh, is a volunteer who came to me who was having some challenges managing meds in the healthcare system. Our show today is really uh, to help her uh, devise a plan and problem solve. What I'd like you to know, there's a lot of stuff that's going on to the show. Number one, you can see the high-level process of ADHD. One, the role emotions play and the need to downregulate it. Two, the challenges of thinking and the need to externalize that thinking. And three, is really just kind of owning what works for you. So that's, that's we'll, I'll talk about that through that. Separately, uh, there's a theme here of uh, it's convenient for society for you to do it 
their way and how to problem solve within that and exist with it. I also want you to notice the coaching side. Um, I throw a couple ideas and thoughts out there, but through that process, I'm always checking in with Margaret to, uh, to see how things work. So anyway, there's a lot to learn for the show, and uh, so I'm really excited. So Margaret, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for talking to me. Oh, hey, it's, I thank you so much for coming on. So everybody, we didn't really key this up. We got Margaret on here because this is, this is live right now. Uh, she has a lived experience. Uh, she reached out to me because uh, one of her emotional triggers these days is having to, to keep track of medications for herself and part of her family. And um, basically we have some controlled substances here that are very difficult sometimes and syncing all the meds up so that it comes together and managing this is really challenging for her. And it's, it, there's a lot of anxiety because there's a lot of worry worry that I'm not going to have them filled, worried when I'm traveling, you know, and, and there's been some real challenges. And I really want everybody out there, we're going to talk with her. We're going to try to help her go forward with her meds here, but this is really a metaphor. Uh, a bigger picture is that is it's convenient for society if you do it their way. And so the work is pushed on the person with ADHD, and we have a really complicated thing here, and it's trying to manage these medications. And so everybody, as I'm kind of going through this, I'm going to highlight some ADD things, and we're going to talk about it. But what I want everybody to know is that this is an emotional trigger and can create lots of anxiety. And, Margaret, when you reached out to me, basically, I'm not going to say you were paralyzed, but this is an emotional situation for me because it is complex and you struggle because neurotypical people don't understand your anxiety. Am I putting words in your mouth or is that accurate? No, that's absolutely accurate. And, you know, when I look at the doctor or the pharmacist or talk to my insurance company, they just sort of look back with this, yeah, that sounds like a problem, but they don't do any, they, they won't help me. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and I get frustrated. <laughs> yeah, and so you have, you take a, a couple different meds. We don't need to get into the details. Some of them are ADD, mm -hmm. but a couple of them are controlled mm -hmm. substances, correct? That's true. And then I, uh, between my two children, there are three other controlled substances. And then a lot of other medications that are not related to ADHD, but, you know, also have to yep. be managed. Absolutely. And so everybody, uh, ADD medications are controlled substance. And because at the end of the day, they're an abused medication like Adderall is a performance-enhancing drug, and a lot of people will fake ADHD in order to get the prescription to use. Um, for those that don't know, uh, you can get waivers, like for baseball, football, all, most major, you can get waivers to get those medications if you have a very long documented history of ADHD. But I know there's a clearinghouse in baseball, but there's a lot of people that are coming in from third world countries that are, it's kind of complicated, but people will go fake it. And so because of that, it's controlled and it makes it difficult because Megan, for you, you could only get, or to me, Margaret, you can only get one script at a time. Is that correct? Like a 30 day supply? Correct. Yes. And you have to, you know, either present a piece of paper every 30 days yep. or my local pharmacy will keep three pieces of paper on file. But you can't just refill it. You have to, you know, speak with them and say it's on file 30 days at a time and then, you know, times five of those. So Got it. Uh, it's Got it. just harder. Yeah. So 
ideally, excluding the, the timing of the prescriptions, I believe you actually have a pretty good system in place. You, you use a pill organizer that you like to put together two weeks out. And if Once you have the meds in, if you've got the organizer set up, does that work? And can you just tell us about that system? Right. You know, for a long time I struggled with, I've got to open 11 bottles a day and remembering to take it. So I found pill organizers morning and evening, and I use two of them and sit down and fill them every two weeks. And I take it in the morning, take it in the evening, and it really works great. So that system works for me, and I can regularly take my medication, stay on top of it. And, you know, that is that is works very well. So I'm, I feel like I've got that figured out. <laughs> Yeah, so, but the, the epicenter here is the timing, and it would be great. Ideally, we'd like to sync all the scripts mm-hmm. up so that they all come in right. at one time. And I think what you'd really like to have is have them all sync up two weeks in advance so you have kind of like an inventory so that we're simplifying all this. Is that accurate? Cor- correct, because they they don't do that. And, you know, every time one changes or something, then the refill dates change. And so, you know, I'll fill the pillow organizers, but I'll have to, Oh, three days later, add the rest of this one, and seven days later, add the rest of this one. So they're not really complete, and there's you know a lot of anxiety and worry around that for me if I pick that one up or um, yep. forget to you know add it to the pill thing, and and that just gets me you know I, I'm worrying about something I shouldn't have to worry about. <laughs> Well, let's let's also everybody. If you listen to my show, one of the things we talk about ADHD is an issue of self-regulation with a working memory challenge, and working memory is to be able to hold thoughts in your mind, but also to retrieve existing knowledge. And uh, Margaret, what I'm hearing is is that the variability of the prescriptions and the having to recall where you are is difficult for you, and that's creating a lot of worry, which is manifesting as anxiety. I learned from Dr. Sharon Celine that often anxiety is the physical manifestation of worry. Now, not all anxiety mm-hmm. is, is worry, but that's there, and that's getting emotional for you. So we have this cascading effect because your, 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 your working memory is taxed on this, and you're worried that you're going to forget something, and there's this cascading thing. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I, I feel like there's sort of a, a, you know, a certain amount of worry and anxiety and working memory that I'm able to deal with. And, and if I could remove this, then I could yep. deal with other things I'd rather deal with. Yeah. Absolutely. And I want to kind of, we're going to, everybody, we're going to, I want to touch base with her on one thing. We're going to break. We're going to come back and start working our way through this. But, but before we do, at one point in time, I believe that you took some anxiety medication to help you with this, but that became a problem and you're not on that medications because you were stuck one time without, without the anxiety and you had to go through kind of a withdrawal period. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Uh, we were traveling and I forgot the medication and um, the location where we were, it took five days for me to get the medication and, and it totally ruined my vacation. I was literally nauseous and sick and 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 just felt terrible. And when I finally got it, um, I thought, you know, I've already gone through five days of withdrawal, and, and this medication is, is, you know, I don't ever want to have this happen again. So yep. I just stayed off of it. And about 10 days later, I, total, I started feeling a little better. But, you know, obviously it would be nice, I suppose, for my anxiety, but, but I – I also felt that the medication sort of was a numb, had a numbing effect. So there's, yep. 
it was good to be gone with the anxiety, but I also missed out on some of the fun. So, you know, there's, there's two sides to that, but yes, I mean, it's like, you're, I'm almost afraid. I don't want to add another medication that makes it more difficult. There's, doesn't reduce anxiety if it adds anxiety. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I want, what I want uh, this, I'm, uh, Margaret, I'm really grateful that you're on here because everybody, this is this is real. She's she literally had a bad experience where she forgot and really went through some withdrawals, missed out on a whole lot, and it's easy to see how that would stand out in your mind. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna. It's not a PTSD moment, but I'm gonna say kind of it is just for our purposes because it's a trigger because you don't want to relive that event or anything close to it, which creates a lot of anxiety and a lot of emotion. And when we do that, it really just kind of shuts down. So I want to go to a break, and when we come back, everybody, we've teed this up. Uh, it doesn't have to be meds for you; it could be anything. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk our way through this a little bit. Um, let's see, real quickly. Our secret word tonight is healthcare. Our secret word tonight is healthcare, and with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Margaret, um, and we are talking about really basically problem-solving um, in society. We're dealing with ADHD meds right now. Uh, before the break, I really wanted to kind of highlight how this can be overwhelming. It can be very emotional. It can be very taxing to the working memory. And what I really want to illustrate right now is we're not, really, not going to come up with a perfect system, but we're going to see if we can help Margaret here a little bit. What I want everybody to understand is step one in ADHD is to downregulate your emotion, and step two is to engage your thinking brain. People with ADHD often struggle to think inside of their head. So what I'm going to be doing right now is working with Margaret so that we can, I can get her to think outside of her head, and she and I can problem solve, and we'll see kind of where we go. So with that, okay, Margaret, we've got a couple of medications that we've got to deal with here. We've got our insurance company, we've got the pharmacy, and we have our extra physician. And so the mm-hmm. pharmacy is really kind of a middle person in this process. They're just following the procedures that everybody else is telling them uh, other than actually syncing this stuff up. The doctor's writing your, your scripts, and I'm understanding what you're saying is that they're actually writing you the scripts and post-dating them so that they're on file. So if you've got three months supply, you go in with three scripts, you give them to your pharmacy, and they're on file, but you have to call them at the appropriate date to say, go ahead and fill them. Is that correct? Right. And you listen to, you know, the long voicemail jail and on hold and, you know, pushing a few buttons. On. I mean, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not the quick and easy process of going on your, your app and, yep. and hitting refill. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I have to say voicemail jail. I've never heard of that before. That's, this is worth a show anyway. Oh. Okay. So, so we have that, and, we, um, and with your physician, you, any idea what the – so you have regular meds and you have the controlled substances. Mm-hmm. 
and we'd ideally like mm-hmm. to get two weeks supply. Have you considered talking to your doctor about um, getting a prescription for not a full month, but maybe a half month? Uh, you know, actually, no, I don't think I have done that. That's an interesting idea um, because, you know, I asked them to try and sync them all up. At one time I had them that way, but then they get off because there's 30-day supplies. Not every month has 30 days, you know. Um, yep. And, uh, and or if you change a medication. And so, um, you know, eventually it, it, it didn't matter what he did because they um, the, they wouldn't fill it, you know. But yep. um, that's, an, that's an interesting idea. If you wrote a prescription for a shorter month, perhaps I could get them to sync up. Hmm. Yeah, so idea. we're doing – so if, if the idea really is, if, you know, if we, almost like we got a piece of paper out and we looked at, you know, when they last got filled. So we have like a timeline, not even just a calendar, just a, like a line going from left to right 30 days out and say, okay, this one was filled these mm-hmm. days. And you start to say, okay, what's my target date? And you say, okay, if I get half prescriptions at these dates, then I can get them all on one date. Then I can get like the 30-day supply. And while it won't be a month, but it would be every 30 days. You and I can talk about that mm-hmm. for a second. Have, have mm-hmm. you ever considered over a period of time building an inventory where um, some meds you have to take, you can't come off them, but like ADHD meds, like you could say, uh, I'm going to take a Sunday off and not take that med over a period of time so you could build an inventory of a period of time. Have you ever thought through something like that? Yes, and I've tried to do that, and I have been successful on occasion. However, um, you know, then something will happen, like I'll forget or whatever, and it's gone. So it's not a reliable inventory. Also, I have found that for me, as a mother of four children, um, taking a day off isn't feasible for me. I mean, I need <clears throat> I need my medications every day, and so um, if I if I don't take them, I actually feel nauseous and uh, okay. very lethargic, and and I and so. Um, Unless I'm, you know, in bed with a stomach flu or something, I, I need to take those medications. Got it. Have you, because this is going to be, we would start with the doctor a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. For the ADHD medications, maybe not some of the other ones, have you talked to your doctor about the need to try to, how could you help me establish an inventory? Just like, literally, we're going to, we're going to make it finite two weeks. By chance, have you had that type of conversation with your doctor? I've attempted to, and I've really kind of gotten brushed off, to be honest. You know, mm. when I explain the issue, I kind of, they get this look like, yeah, well, that's an issue, you know. And, you know, here's your 15 minutes, and it's up. And um, so I, I feel as if, um, even though I say there's so much iron here, that, that the exact type of problem I have is being taxed by by this. And I think you, you know, could help me, but... Um, uh, I, I haven't, um, you know, they just say it's controlled. Sorry. So, so I, first, I haven't really been specific about it or used, yeah. uh, maybe I haven't used the right words, you know? Okay, that's what we're doing, everybody. We're problem solving. First of all, um, I've coached a lot of doctors before. And one of the things I, you, you said you, your 15 minutes is up and they got to get you out of the room. It is a production line mm-hmm. for them. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that I would encourage you to do before your next visit is when you call him, if we if we move in that route, is when you call and you make the appointment, you let the people know when they're scheduling the appointment that you have multiple issues that you've got to cover and they need to schedule you with extra time for the doctor. Okay. That's a little bit of an insight out there is um, 
some doctors have their own practice they can control it but a lot of times somebody else owns it so the doctor's really just a worker if in a in a, in a manufacturing line and they they're scheduling like 20 minute appointments etc and they're Basically, the nurse scrubs you on the outside, wants to know what you're talking about, so the doctor hits that type of stuff. If you hit something that requires more, they don't really have the patience at that point in time because they don't have the time, and they're ushering you to get out of the room. So if you – and the doctors don't know it until they get to the end. And often they'll send you out and send you – you know, you're going to have to come back for that particular issue. But if you let the people at the desk know on the front – and you, sometimes you have to advocate pretty hard – that you need extra time so that then you walk in, then you have the doctor's time, and then you can begin to kind of brainstorm with them. And so well, that makes sense. Thanks. If, if you do that, now you're getting the time. The pressure is off. They're not pushing you out of the room, and then you can actually engage them. So the next thing is, is when it comes to ADHD medication, sometimes it might be to your doctor. It is a controlled substance. Um, and, again, everybody, I'm not here to say this. This is just brainstorming, Margaret, but um, – some doctors I know for college students or kids or different types of things where let's say hypothetically you're on Adderall XR. It's a eight time release for like eight hours. Sometimes they will give you fast acting, um, uh, maybe a, a, a focal in or something like that, uh, a, a small dosage so that if you have a day in particular where you have, a, you know, a, if you're a student, you have a, like finals are kind of coming up or you have something that you can use those periodically in order to get you through more challenging days. Sometimes you can go to your doctor and say, hey, listen, can I have a, like a, a, these instant release kicker for those difficult days? Can you prescribe that in addition to these over a period of time so I can get myself a two-week a two buffer? Now, you might be in a fast, I mean, a, a time release situation where you've got to use a different medication that's fast acting, but you're basically working with your doctor to get that extra kicker, if you will, for some over, over a period of time to build up that, that reserve so you've got that. Is that something that's worth considering? Yes, actually, my, my children have those. The medication, oddly enough, that, that, that all three of us take it's not one that can be regularly abused. It doesn't really help people who don't have ADHD, but then they, their, their kicker is one, is one of those, you know, essentially. The, mm -hmm. um, so those little ones, and they do have those, but because the preferred medication is a different one, doesn't come in with the kicker dose, so to speak. You know, it, it, um, it, uh, it, they, they only take that other one if they need it, and mm -hmm. it's not as effective for that, for, that, for any of us, yes. actually, as the other which we can't so, kind of do that for. But, yeah, that is one way that, I mean, we do have that option. Of course, in my mind, for me, that's just another medication to manage. Yep. Um, so, well, you know. So it is, but, if, if again, if but, we yeah. were to timeline this out, because and, and, we have to have the strategy with the doctor. Listen, I'm not trying to abuse yeah. this. I just, how, how can we work together so I can get a two-week uh, buffer? Can we have the fast acting on top of these things? Do I have this? We might need to use those on a Sunday where we take that as opposed to the red medication. But we, now we have a strategy to try to build up a little bit of an inventory. We'll talk to them about writing okay. half scripts and stuff like that so we have a target date. Sure. So the idea is in the next 45 days, can we sit down and adjust these scripts? Now, your other medications, like I have high blood pressure medication, stuff like that, that's a little mm -hmm. bit easier for you to get on and to get those in advance. But you try to pull yeah. this stuff together with a target date and say, in 60 days, can we adjust the script so that we have the target date? And then we're on a 30-day rolling renewal. Then can we do something over this period of time where we get that 
those kickers so that we can use those on a day that it's challenged not being on the once more, but we are not going off so that we can build that two-week inventory and have that buffer. And then what we do is you then have like, okay, here's my two-week inventory that's in the thing. And whenever you have to go to that, that's the day that you go down and get the medications. How does this sound yeah, to you great. as a short-term strategy to do this? It, it sounds good. I, I will say, you know, I, I, I didn't have quite as good of a strategy at one time, but I, I did have a strategy that I, I, I did get this accomplished at one point, and then, you know, they changed one of the dosages, and that date got off, and then, the, you know, yep. and, and it all fell apart, and then, um, and then you know, like, as you said, this is a 30 to 60-day strategy, and 30 or 60 days of working memory just to get it to work is, in and of itself, a little daunting to me, and so... You know, I get a little frustrated with the fact that they can't just fix it right now. And I you know what? that is – I need to get yeah. past that, but it is is—it is a frustration for me. Absolutely. Well, I tell you what, let's go to break real quick because I need to get that in. Let's come back and we'll still talk about what we can do to kind of like ease the working memory on this so that it's, it's a little bit easier for you. Um, everybody, That'd our secret great. word our secret word tonight is healthcare. Again, our secret word is healthcare, And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with Margaret, and um, we are live right now. I say live. We are problem-solving live. And I want to pause for a second. At, during the first part of the show, we kind of teed everything up, and I really wanted everybody to realize that this is an emotional situation of overwhelm um, with regard to a situation because we're interacting with the world. Margaret's trying to devise a system where she's having to deal with society's system. And as I said, it's convenient for society if you comply to her comply to them. So that's the issue. It's very common. I want everybody to be less concerned about the specifics of the situation, but understand this is a metaphor. In the second part, we started talking out loud. I want you to, to witness is that between going back and forth, Margaret and I are talking back and forth, and we're really trying to problem solve, to try to figure out a strategy where we can bring these things together. And what I want everybody to take is that this that part is often people with ADHD, they struggle, and sometimes they've got externalized thinking. They need to interact with people so that we can come up with some ideas. What we have loosely is the idea of going to her physician, 
one, scheduling some time and telling the nurses in advance you're going to require more time so she can get that time so she has the doctor's attention. Two, is we're going to talk about the idea of short scripts, like 10-day script, a 25-day script in order to line them all up. And we're talking about talking to the doctor about a strategy to build a little bit of an inventory of just two weeks so that she's got that buffer. And ideally, if we can get them together, then we're on a 30-day rotation. Won't be perfect, but we can eat a lot of her stress. Again, what I want you to pay attention today is the process. First, we're down-regulating emotions. Now we're thinking out loud between people to kind of devise that solution. So now, one of the challenges is actually doing this, uh, Margaret. I'm wondering Correct. what it would be like for you if you got a sheet of paper, literally, and you wrote all the meds uh, in a left-hand column, and we started to identify when the last time you got them filled. So you write the dates, and then you draw a line from there, and you have like, you know, 30 days or whatever. Maybe your script got filled on the 5th and the 12th and the 16th and whatever, and you say, okay, my target date is, I don't know, the 15th of the next month. And you start to say, okay, this is the number of meds that I've got. So you have a visual so you can see where they're all filled, and you have a line on the far right where you're syncing those so you know what your, your short prescriptions need to be so you have a visual of that. If you did that, would that be easy for you or would that be more confusing for you to, visual, to, to draw Actually, a picture of this? To, to draw sort of a, a chart like that would help, yes. <clears throat> so once you I have that chart. trying to get. So once you, if you were to draw that chart out and you walked into the doctor's office and say, this is what I'm trying to do, this is my plan, I'm trying to get to this date so that he has a visual and you have a visual, then you can work together on those half scripts in that extra time that you had the doctor's office. If you had that on a piece of paper and you're walking around, I'm hearing that would be easier because you wouldn't have to be holding it in your mind. Is that right? Right. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Then you're not you're, – you're, You'll update the scripts like you can literally sit down on the dining room table, take the scripts out, and you can kind of move them around and figure out a timeline where you walk into the pharmacy and actually sit down and show them your map, if you will, what you're trying to do and have them work with them so that we, we can work towards, you know, what do we need to do? Do I need to call you on this day or that day or whatever? We actually kind of write that out so you like, these are my tasks to do in these days with the pharmacy to work together for them to get them on roll so you get that one day. And then you sit there and say, okay, now what do I do from here in terms of a reminder or build that stuff in so you can call them. But the idea is if we did this map, would that relieve some of your anxiety and make it easier for you to hold this? I, I think so. Um, like I said, it, it you know, I, I've gotten to, I, I think I got sort of overwhelmed in particular because I've done it a couple of times and then it fell apart, which is, becomes, you know, emotional. And so I think I need a new strategy. And I think if I could visually, you know, see a map of it, then, then yep. maybe I'd feel like the plan is there. I don't need to worry as much about it. So everybody, when... When it breaks down and you can't hold it in your mind, that's when you get emotional and you jump to conclusions and dwell on the negative. What we're trying to do is go back and, and make this more tangible. And one of the challenges of ADHD is working memory, visual imagery, and uh, self-talk. 
yes, we all talk in our head. So in this today, we're talking out loud so I can help her think. And we're having the idea of this visual imagery of this timeline map so she can see those. And she can walk into the provider and the pharmacy and have a map so that she can talk to it, not having to pull this from mind. And what I'm hearing, Margaret, is it feels like this is worth an experiment to give it a shot. So my follow-up question to that, again, more on the emotional side, is so if I say to myself as we're going through this right now, like, this is a good idea, okay, I can do this. And then I think, unfortunately, my two children have different doctors. So then after I do that, I'll do the same thing for my son and the same thing for my daughter. And, and there, again, my anxiety starts to rise because I'm like, okay, yeah, i got to remember to do it for them and them. And, you know, so how, how, how do you advise for kind of down-regulating that, that there's even more? Does that make sense? Yeah, so here, here's the thing is, first of all, let's go back to conceptually what, what we've talked about with your doctor. Let's take your kids off for a second. Mm -hmm. Does that feel right. like it's worth trying as an experiment? I, I think so, yeah. And I, and I think okay. I, can, I can create a, a block of time and a, and, a, and a finite, you know, try to make it more of a finite project for myself so I don't get overwhelmed. Okay, so everybody, what I want to realize is we're going, this is an experiment I'm going to ask Margaret to run. It's not a solution until we run the experiment. Might work. And Margaret, if this sure, works, we, got, we, have a template, we have a template for other things in your life that are kind of overwhelming. If it doesn't yeah. work at all, we can, we can start back and, 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 and brainstorm another idea, or maybe part of it will work, in which case we have to learn. The key to this is not the success or the failure of this. It's the how much you're learning about yourself in the process to problem solve. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, actually, it does. Because all, all too often we dwell and judge on the outcome, and the issue is not the outcome. It's what is it that's enabling. So if this works, number one, we can celebrate that we've got you there, but we also go back and say, well, I downregulated my emotions. I talked out loud with somebody. I got it on a piece of paper, and I was able to execute the plan. Now we have a template of where we could use other parts of your life. So I'd like to propose okay. that we do that, and if we're going to do this – what I would encourage you to do is when you sit down and everybody were in separate locations is that you get the piece of paper out with somebody and you draw this out with them so that you're talking to them and explaining to them what they're doing and in that process be brainstorming with them like you are with me, but as you draw out that map. Does that make sense? Yes. I'm going to ask you to do it in pencil because I think that you're going to draw it and have to redo it a couple times. I'm a big pencil sense? fan. Yes, I love okay. pencils with erasers. Everybody, what I want you to notice is I'm adjusting her expectations right now that she's going to have to probably draw and redraw this a couple times because as she – she doesn't know what this picture looks like right now. But she's going to put it on paper, and she's going to – and that's not going to make any sense. And she's going to learn from that, and she's going to take the best of it, and she's going to do it again and do it again until she gets a map that actually makes some sense to her. And so I just want you to know that's a part of the process. And, Margaret, I'm going to ask you to do that with somebody um, so that you can brainstorm with them out loud to kind of help facilitate that process. Is that good? Yes. Okay. Now, we've got that, and I would really like to say, can we dwell on that? Because if we get that done, we really just want to use the same process for your kids. Right. So if we run the experiment with your doctor and it works – then we're going to basically say, okay, you've got your synced up. This is the date. Now you're just going to do the mat with your kids, 
and take them to one doctor and say, this is the target date that I'm going for because your, your meds are synced up on that date so we know what that target date is. Does that make any sense? Yes, yes. The idea of running the experiment on you first to determine the plausibility, does that help reduce your anxiety on the other ones first? Because if it doesn't work, we don't want to go there. We want to revise that plan. But if it does, we just really want to photocopy that two other times to bring that together. Yes, and I think, um, you know, trying to set aside the other and, and with this goal of if I have this particular single date or every four-week timeline or whatever it is that I'm, that I'm shooting for, then even if I go into the kid's doctor's office and they change a medication or something, it might be easier for me to say, hold on a minute, down the road. You're going to need to write that for six days because this is my date, you know, instead of trying to remember all of it. Here's the thing, everybody, as a coach, what I'm doing, I love it when I throw in ideas out and understand, I was asking her what it would be like if you do this out, because I don't know, maybe she said a visual map might be good for her or an auditory map might be good for somebody else or a mind map might be better for somebody. Everybody has different maps, but what I like about this is when I'm working with somebody and I say, what would this look like? Would it work? And they go, yeah. But then they add something to it. And Margaret, what I'm hearing, oh, my God, this is clicking. Now that I have that synced, whenever a medication's changed, you're okay. Listen, the first script's got to be written for a short period of time to get me on sync so that I can get my 30 days after that. What I like about that is do you see how that idea came to you? I didn't offer that. Right. Yes. It's brilliant because that's, that's a sign to me that we actually have a path that's clear for you because you're seeing a way to manage this in a way that you didn't before. Right. Cool. There's always anxiety when you're in that doctor's office and they're you know, putting the pressure on you to get out of, wait, what is it I need to ask for quickly? And, and if I always know what that date is, so to speak, you know, I, I, I can access that information more quickly looking at my calendar or something. Yep. So what do you think about this so far? We feel like we have a little bit of a plan? Yes, I think so. I hope so. Okay. And I like to, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of drawing it out. I love that idea. So everybody, let's go back. This, we're talking about meds, her, that's the topic, but really what I'm trying to do is she's trying to build a system, but she's having to deal with the healthcare system. And so, first of all, we downregulated emotion so that we could think clearly. Secondly, we got together, we thought out loud to kind of come up with a plan. Three, we're trying to externalize that, that thought process by talking and getting things down on black and white with other people. Now we've got this thing put together, and now we're going to try to go and run an experiment. As she does the map, I've already said you're going to have to do some iterations of it, have that expectation. Now, before I kind of go on, the last piece that I want to touch base with you is – your pharmacy that you're currently using now, they don't notify you when you have scripts that are up for um, refills? Is that correct? Uh, they do for the ones that can be refilled, but these, these ones are not technically refills. They're, okay. Each one is its own individual prescription, and so, no, they don't notify on that. They won't fill it unless you call or bring in the prescription. Um, the others, I do auto-refill, so I get a notification yep. that's been refilled, come pick it up. Um, so uh, here's, what, here, yeah, here's one of the things that I'm no, I, want, I want to kind of bring through this is, is that what we have is you get a notification saying that your meds are up for refill. Is that correct? 
not the, 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 the controlled substances, yeah. but the other one. Okay. So yeah, this one, I yeah, like. Or, or it's ready. Come get it. Now we're piggybacking systems, everybody, and that really is, is once she gets the mall synced, when you get the notification that your scripts are being refilled, that will be your trigger to say, to call mm-hmm. and say, while you're at it, do these other ones that are on file. Sure. The, and it, Does makes, that make sense? And it makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It makes sense. Like that, when you're saying it out loud, that makes complete sense. It just <laughs> didn't seem as it, obvious before. Well, it didn't seem as obvious before, but again, what I really want to emphasize for our crowd listening is that when you close your eyes and you begin to juggle all those thoughts in your mind, it gets to be too much and too overwhelming, right? As we talk our way Correct. through it, we do a timeline. Now we're doing this, and what I really want to highlight is I like this because we're not establishing anything new for you. You're, once we get this thing done, we're going to get that trigger automatically. So what we've done, we've devised a plan, and I'm hopeful that the doctor can work with you to build up that two-week supply of inventories of the kickers. That will happen over a period of time. That will, but that will not happen in the first like days, but it, like you build that over a period of time. But once you have that inventory, you keep it on reserve for yourself, and then we can tweak it. So with all that, Margaret, what have you learned about yourself today? Well, first of all, that it really does help to talk something through with somebody. And um, I think I need to look for some people in my life who are willing to do that with me because it, you know, it can, frankly, you need those people. And mm-hmm. um, that it, but it really, it really has, it, that really does help me. And I guess I've, I've known that, but just felt like I needed to do it all myself. And, and and by doing that, I feel a little more calm about it. And I think there's a, a plan that having bounced it off of you and worked together to, to resolve it that I feel better about um, as opposed to when I try to do it on my own. And, and I'm left sort of wondering if, if you know, how, how I might do this. So that, that, that helps. And then that, you know, if I can – Remove the emotion. I, you know, I'm really quite capable of, of handling things. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when over time, when things, when things create anxiety over and over and over again, it, it becomes emotional. Even when I objectively look at it and say, this should not be emotional, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that I, when I'm working with people, is I'm hopeful that this will work for you because if it does, now we have a knowing. I know this works, the system works. And what I really want to accent is I've studied Dr. Russell Barkley for years, and one of the things, uh, he's defined executive function down in components. And the highest level is is goal-directed where you're playing with information in your mind. You're juggling those thoughts and ideas in your mind to make that happen. And people with ADHD, that's a challenge for them. We have lots mm-hmm. of evidence that they are as smart as anybody else, but they need to think outside of their head. They need to talk out loud. They need to make visuals and maps, so they're not having to hold all that in their mind. Today, what I really want to highlight is I really wanted us to have that conversation so that we could talk out loud and problem solve. We've got the visual idea that's kind of going on. This takes me back to the beginning of our conversation, okay? It's convenient for society if they do it if you do it their way. So they just assume that you get your PhD on everything. I can't tell you how many times, like, hey, just go to an FAQ on our website. Listen, I don't want to get my PhD on you guys. I just really want the answer. And we get bullied sometimes <laughs> of that. And what I hope over a period of time is that people will do this stuff and they'll get some confidence in the systems that work and they will fight back. 
right now we are in the COVID pandemic, and there's I can't tell you how many people I'm I'm getting inundated with people that are in in a study situation because they're not in a classroom and they're not able to externalize thinking, and the people with mm-hmm. ADHD I have a motivation problem. It's not a motivation problem. It's so hard for you to think. All you want to do is escape. Nobody's addressing the thinking part of it. And and today for our listeners, we tried to externalize the thinking for you so we could problem solve without that emotion. I think we've got a little bit of a plan. So. Margaret, can you mm-hmm. uh, check in with me and let me know how it goes? I'd, that'd be great, sure, yeah. All right, everybody. Remember, our secret word tonight is healthcare. And with that, we hope you learned something. Catch us next week. It's another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.